Welcome to a special edition of The Render Podcast. I'm your host, Cam, and today we are talking all about balancing work and being a mama. I have some of my friends here with me today, so you'll hear from very many different perspectives on what it's like to be a working mom and balance all things. Grab your notes. You might want to jump down a couple of these things to make working and being a mama a little easier. Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. here with me today. So let's meet some of them. I mentioned that I'm Cam and I own Render Collective, as you know, but I'm also a mom to a six-year-old boy named Brody and a three-year-old girl named Briley. And I also feel like it's worth mentioning my pup as well, Rush, who is eight years old and he's a golden retriever because dogs count too, right? Yes, I feel like they do. Sarah Beth, talk a little bit about yourself and your kids. Okay, great. I'm Sarah Beth. I own Sarah Beth Events. We specialize in events of all kinds, uh, corporate, nonprofit, social, special events, and also weddings. Um, We have a team of people, much like yourself. um, And I have two amazing redheaded little boys that are a handful. So Graham is 11, Hollis is nine. And then my partner, Sam, also has a son, Cooper, who's 10. So we have nine, 10, and 11 boys in the house and uh it's a lot of boys it's a lot of testosterone yeah so yes I grew up with three (laughs) brothers so I get three boys exactly yes that's right yes exciting and you have a dog I have a dog her name is Grace yes and so she helps kind of balance out the Mm -hmm. femininity inside (laughs) her house (laughs) dogs count too that's right yes yes but our hands are full yeah I love that um Lauren Schmidt hi Hello. Thanks for having me today. Um, I am Lauren. I am a a wedding and event planner as well as a florist. So I have two companies that I run uh, with a small but mighty team. And uh, it definitely keeps us very busy. And I have, uh, I am married with two boys, Landon, who is seven and Hudson, who is four. And, um, yes, my house is also filled with a lot of testosterone. Thank goodness for my dog, Zoe, because she helps keep us a little bit, brings a little bit more feminine energy in there. And I also have a cat named Zeus. Love it. We have a fun filled household that never seems to stop. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like being a mom and running a business just equals nonstop. Exactly. And you just, there's things as best as you plan that happen when you have children that can just throw those plans off in a second. You just have to get right back on track again. So yeah. Right. Amy, tell us a little bit about you and your kiddos. Hello, I'm Amy Carp. Um, I'm a photographer based in Dallas, but travel all over if needed. Um, I've been doing photography since 2006. So I'm approaching my 15th year doing this crazy, awesome job. Um, I started my company actually 
after I had my son, when I was pregnant with my son, I decided that I wanted to do something so I could spend more time with him. So he is, and that's why I went full time with this, but, um, he just turned 13. So it's exciting to have a teenage boy. Oh my goodness. Um, married to my husband, John, and he and I shoot together quite a bit, but, um, yeah, two boys in the house, one girl, and we have a male schnauzer. So lots of male energy for sure. But, um, I don't think I bring too much femininity to the pack anyway, so it's all good. (laughs) You do. You're a woman. You still do. All right. Thank you, all of you, for being here. Very excited about this. Mother's Day, when this comes out, is in a few days. So we're going to be celebrating just being a mom. Um, And on top of that, we all have something in common, running a business, um, whether it's just here in Dallas or all over the place. So we all have lots of balls in the air. We all have lots of things that we're doing. So the first thing I'm going to kind of start us out with is um, I feel like being a mom, you kind of have to have some sort of routine, whether that's morning routine, evening routine, daytime routine, whatever it looks like to you. Um, and so talk a little bit, whoever wants to go first, talk a little bit about what routines mean to you and how they can be helpful in running all the things that we all do. I'll jump in because we have a really busy schedule with um, my son plays club soccer for FC Dallas. So we are constantly back and forth between Frisco and tournaments and trying to balance um, weddings on the weekend and portrait sessions in the evening. So for us, I don't know so much as it's a schedule that we consistently maintain, but we all share a calendar and there are literally three different calendar sources. So it's John's work, my work, um, school, and just being able to see it all in one place has been hugely beneficial for us. So um, shared calendars are definitely what we need but anyway that keeps us sane for sure I'm the same way I feel like my calendar is multicolored. it's like a rainbow yes I've got each of the kids I've got me I've got work personal uh doctor's appointments have their own like everything it's kind of crazy and then I have all of my employee schedules on my calendar too so mm-hmm. so it's a rainbow yes <laughs> you know one thing that I can share um I think that you know, is, uh, you know, maybe not known and and often not talked about in our industry or maybe as moms in general is that I co-parent my kids. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I have them week on week off. And so I'm really able to adjust my schedule and my calendar to be full of appointments, you know, on the weeks that I don't have the kids. And then on the weeks that I do have my children, you know, I, I have more of a work life balance. So maybe I'm not working that 12 hour day. Maybe I'm only working, uh, Uh, you know, an eight hour day as usual. And then I shut it down and have to have that afternoon cup of coffee, you know, just to get through dinner prep. Uh, My kids know whether or not they're getting fast food or, (laughs) or, you know, uh, take out dinner. If I have that two o'clock or three o'clock cup of coffee, it means they're getting, you know, a home cooked meal. So um, that certainly helps. But, um, you know, just, just with co-parenting, uh, the kids, you know, that has given me a good, a a good balance. Um, you know, so, you know, I can, of course, kind of share some things that that work for us with that. But really, it's just all about, you know, setting 
blocking your calendar in terms of this is family time and this is work time. And let's face it with COVID, you know, that completely went out the window and it was like all times family time and all times work time. And, you know, what does this look like? And sometime no time was work time because we didn't have anything to do, you know, I mean, background projects, but you know, no one was having events. So, you know, now we're kind of getting back into a busier season than ever before. So how do we redefine what, you know, work and family time looks like because we want to say yes to everything right now because we're so excited that it's back. Um, So, you know, that's, that's just personally for me, kind of how I, I just do a calendar block and just have to shut it down. Uh, And Cammie knows I kind of run into a wall anyways at 2 p.m. every day. So I have to get out of the office (laughs) and I have to be like doing something and meeting with people at 2 p.m. Because otherwise I just hit like a slump right Mm -hmm. at 2. So anyway, so that's that's kind of my work-life balance. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have to co-parent. I co-parent my son with someone who's not in the same state. So it's very different. Mm -hmm. Um, He doesn't see him as often. We don't have a week on week off thing. And then about to start co-parenting my daughter with someone that does live here. And so it's going to be very different. And so I feel like scheduling and block scheduling, kind of knowing what's coming next, having an idea instead of running by the seat of your pants, which sometimes as a business owner, especially in the early days, if we all remember back in our early days before kids, or even when our kids are small, we just kind of went to the next thing. Like something came up, we went to the next thing. And it was very reactive. Yeah. Instead of proactive. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so being a parent, especially when your kids are in school and, you know, all of that, we do have to have some balance. We do have to have kind of that block schedule. It's just about constant revision. Yeah. You know, just looking at it week by week or month by month. You know, and not not being too hard on yourself. Where do you not feel like, mm-hmm. you know, a failure? But also accepting sometimes you're just going to feel like that, you know, as a yeah. mom and a business owner. And, and you know, so other times, you know, you're going to feel like the best mom in the world. <laughs> so, yeah. 100%. Yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, my husband is so helpful. I mean, there are, you know, we, there are different tasks that we each take on but balance each other out. And then when there's times when we, when I can't do something because I'm really busy with work um, or something like that, he just steps right in. There's no question. He's like, yep, you do what you got to do. And I'm there to help you and vice versa. When he has to travel for work and I've got the kids, you know, I just step up and do what I need to do, you know, to help them. And just to, to create that, that balanced energy, balanced feeling for the kids so that they, they don't ever feel like we're stressed out or that we're, you know, like, oh gosh, you know, I'm seeing my mom doing everything. There is, there is none of that, which is wonderful. And I'm very blessed to have that too. I think John is, John is way more organized than I am. So he's the one that is calling the doctor and making the appointments and saying, I made an appointment for Sam for blah, blah, blah. And he'll say, and I've already added it to the calendar because if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't exist in my head. Well, that's so awesome that he does that. I learned very early on in my career that um, I accidentally missed an appointment. I didn't add it to the calendar. And so moving forward, like I realized the importance of keeping a calendar and staying organized. So um, yeah, calendars. That's how I say organized yeah. and email. Oh my gosh. I, I ran an office when I, before I started my career um, as photography, I was an office manager for a large commercial construction company. Um, we had about um, almost 200 employees. So for me, organization has always been a big deal. It, I may not be organized in my brain 
like on the outward appearance, but everything that in my computer, like my computer is super organized. If I, I, I always tell this to John, if I were to die tomorrow, I want someone to be able to come into my computer and pick up the pieces for anyone that needs things done. So everything's color coded in folders. Um, my email is wicked organized. It's, it's like, if somebody says, what well, email do this? And I'll go back into their folder and go, nope, didn't get it. <laughs> so anyway, but John's really good about being the proactive person. And I'm really good about being the reactive person. Like if somebody says, there's a deadline, we have to meet it today. Okay, no problem. I got it. But John's like, I want to prepare and plan. I'm the opposite. So we balance each other out. That's awesome. I feel like that's important to have in your life no matter what, whether it's an employee or it's someone in your household or it's a family member, it's a friend, someone who's doing life with you in whatever capacity that looks like. It's important to have someone who's kind of your counterbalance. And Kaylee is my counterbalance. I am not the most organized person. I'm a piler. Hi, my name is Cam. I am a piler. Um, And she knows this about me. She's not a piler. Um, I might know where things are in the pile, but regardless, she is She's like the yin to my yang when I need her here at the office, which is super helpful. And I think it's important to find people who are not like you when you are um, dating someone, when you are um, having people on your team, when you are choosing friends, having people who will make you stronger because of the weaknesses that you might have is super important. Um, As someone who doesn't have a spouse in the home or a partner in the home right now, um, I do have to kind of rely on my parents who are super helpful with the kids and I have a nanny that I've hired that is incredible that helps me with the kids uh, quite often and then I have my team here at the office that you know when I need to take a day off they're here to make sure that is available and so it was always about the mom does everything she does the work she does the pickups she does the cleaning she does the cooking she does all the things I think nowadays it's way more often times that we talk about having help with some of those things that we need help with because we can't do it all And that being kind of what reality or what seemed to be reality back, you know, years ago, isn't necessarily true. We all need help, whether it's from our spouse or whether it's from parents, whether it's from our teams, um, it's hard to do it all. It just is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that it's kind of about finding your own personal support system. Yeah. Especially, you know, right now, because you feel like, you can't do it all mm-hmm. because, you know, we came out of this and, you know, we're running on adrenaline and happiness and excitement in our industry, at least. And at the same time, it's, you know, not feeling guilty again. It goes right. back to that guilty of, you know, allowing yourself a support system that can lift you up and help you through things. And if that's friends, if that's family members, um, but you know, it's also, you know, reaching out and looking at at websites to get additional help for backup. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, having people that aren't just in your immediate circle, you know, somebody that you can trust, um, you know, in order to like, you know, just help you with a day-to-day thing that, you know, just takes so much pressure Mm -hmm. off of you. Um, I know that we have, you know, my family personally doesn't live that close. Um, And so, uh, you know, sometimes we're able to depend on them, but, you know, like my admin just happened to step up and, you know, my kids love her and, uh, you know, she's able to help me out here and there with them. And so, you know, I I don't know what I would do without her, but, you know, just kind of thinking through what that extra level of support Mm -hmm. system looks like um, is really important. Yeah. And it can be in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. 
And I think too, I know for me, I am a yes person. Like I will keep taking on tasks and I'm like, okay, I've got this. I can do this, this, and this. But then I will notice that if I am doing it all, I will get, I will start to get resentful. And I'm, then I know I'm not utilizing my partners or the people that are there in my life who can help me, you know? Um, and so for me, a big, um, a big thing that I've been really focusing on is communicating and not trying to take it all on myself. Yes, it all has to get done, but I don't have to be the one to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's still going to be great. It's still going to turn out wonderful, but I don't have to be the one in charge of it. So for me, communicating and delegating and, um, and being okay to walk away and let it happen. So that's been like, 2020, 2021, you know, goals, personal goals. So yeah, Lauren, I, someone told me a long time ago and it stuck with me to save your yeses and it's okay to set boundaries. It's okay to tell people no. Um, but I totally feel that I feel that sentiment that you just mentioned. You feel resentful when you do things for some times and you don't feel like you're being reciprocated in the way that you should be or what, however you, but I, I recently like family members will reach out during my busy season and ask me to do something. And I have to just say, you know, I would love to help you under normal circumstances, but I just can't right now. And it feels so empowering to be able to say no and not have, not be regretful about it. So I feel you girl. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. I'm definitely learning that too. Being able to put up a little bit of boundary. We don't have to take it all on ourselves. You know, if it's not going to, we know it's not going to make us happy or it's not going to serve us in a positive way, then it's okay to just let it go. Um, I think Lauren, you were talking about earlier, you know, having to work late or having to work early and kind of balance some of that stuff. I think it's really important. And I was teaching this to a group of people a few weeks ago that, you know, figure out who you are and like, where do you work best? Are you a morning person that needs to get those morning things done? Are you a night person? Because we're all different. Um, I felt like for the longest time I worked late into the evening because everybody else was working late into the evening. And um, I would see people on the DFW Industry Friends Facebook group at, you know, 11 o'clock saying, I'm still up working. Who else is working? And I'm like, I am because everybody else is working right now. Um, but I realized quickly that I am not as much of a night person as I am a morning person. And I think you guys know I get up at 5 a.m. most days and get my workout done and all of those things. And so I think it's also worth talking about that, yes, we have all these things that we have to do on our plate every day. Work stuff, mom stuff, routine stuff, things around the house. We have these things on our plate. But understanding for us, are you a night person? Are you a morning person? Are you a middle of the day person? And then putting the most important things that we have to get done in those times that we are at our highest and we are at our best. And it's going to be different for so many people. Mm -hmm. I heard a really interesting thing where someone once said, um, you know, we know, um, and Amy, like this, this may help you with like Sam's soccer schedule, but in, you know, all of us as our kids join, uh, you know, leagues, uh, you know, we know that the evening is the busiest time for us. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, 
in our country, we put such an emphasis on that family meal and, you know, sitting down together. That's not realistic for everyone's families. So they wake up early and they have big family breakfast. And so they put together, you know, basically what you would prepare for dinner, but for breakfast. And every day they set aside the 30 minutes they would have had a big family meal together for dinner. They do it on the opposite and it just sets their entire day up for success. It fills their love tanks. You know, it lets them know that they're cared for. They all know what's going on in each other's lives. Is that realistic every day? Absolutely not. But, you know, maybe flipping the schedule on its head and thinking, that doesn't work for my family, but this does. Mm-hmm. I think deconstructing deconstructing social norms is really something that we are we're doing as a society anyway. And I love that. I love the idea of breakfast as a as a mm-hmm. alternative for the time that you're spending with family. We do try to have a family dinner, whatever it looks like, every night. Um, we feel like it's important to keep that schedule with Sam, if possible, even. If he's going to soccer, his his soccer practice is so late, y'all. It's it starts at like eight o'clock sometimes, and they go for an hour and a half. Um, and then as a seventh grader, coming home at ten p.m. is nuts. So sometimes we're just we're starting dinner at five o'clock. That's just what we're doing, and we're eating with all of the eighty-year-olds across the nation. Um, but. I mean, we're just adapting. It's it's what we have to do. But I love the idea of breakfast. We might try that. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And, you know, just with our work schedule, there is so much. And not even just day to day, like week to week or day over day. You might have some really busy Mondays. Maybe Monday is your busiest day of the whole week. Mm -hmm. But perhaps you take Friday off and you spend that with your kids. Mm -hmm. Like they have a half day on Friday, you take that time off and... Mm -hmm. Really just build in that time. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, it's it's scheduled. You know, again, I think that it's all about time blocking. If you right. put it in your calendar, you are more likely to do it. You right. know, research has shown that. So, you know, if you want to surprise your kids at lunch one day and you put it in your calendar for once a month, you're going to do this. Don't tell them. They don't know that they're that you had to schedule in this time <laughs> with them. But, you know, if it's in your calendar, you see it every day. You right. know that it's coming up. You work your schedule around it and you make that a priority. I can't go to every field trip. And I own my own business so that I can go to every field trip, but it's just not realistic that I can do that. So give yourself some slack and put in the the things that you want to do and that, you know, you take pleasure in, you know, if you don't want to go to that, you know, science museum, then, you know, have an out and don't go, you know, like, let's just be real, you know, some, you know, we just, we can't do it all. So do the things that are really important to you, you know, when you can put it in your calendar, pre-schedule it. Yeah. I mean, we put things like doctor's appointments and mm-hmm. vacations in our calendar. So why not put everything yeah. in your calendar? Yeah. Even personal things. Make it a yeah. new color. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So guilty confession. I was like, I run my own business. I can do what I want. When Sam was in kindergarten, I thought I was going to be super mom and sign up for room mom. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys, I regretted that within a month. Um, I was like, what? I, I, I'm in, I'm this teacher's personal assistant, basically I'm laminating things. I'm stapling things. I'm planning field trips. I was like, I don't have time for my own business and to be her personal assistant. And she's in, this is kindergarten. There's no way I'm doing this ever again. These, these kids needed more laminating that I've ever, I've never seen a laminator and I don't ever want to <laughs> see one again after that. But um, yeah, I, I, 
definitely more choosy with what things I sign up for with my kiddo now. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, just because you have your own business and you set your own hours doesn't mean you can sign up for all the things. And I learned that very quickly. Well, I think, I mean, I don't know, having your own business, there is a sense of freedom, but there's such an obligation because it is your business and no one's going to take care of your business like you will, or take care of your baby like you will, you know, meaning your business. And, um, you know, like, I think everybody, like, I don't know any moms out there who are looking to start a business, you know, understand that you, you are going to work more than you do for somebody else. Like it's just the way that it is. And, but because it's yours, you don't mind doing it. So prioritizing and time blocking in your calendar and being, you know, being, um, having some free time too, like that flex time in your calendar, I also think is really important because when it runs so tight, I run behind, like inevitably I run behind. So I try to do like 15 or 30 minute, like flex time, um, areas in my calendar where if that meeting with the client ends on time, great. Then I have 30 minutes of any follow up, uh, follow up work that I might need to do for them that I could do at that time. Or maybe something, you know, like right now I've got work plumbers at my house and they have questions and I have to run back there and go talk to them and, you know, do (laughs) take care of those things that are not, there's no way you can plan for it, you know? So I just, I think that's important too. Yeah. It's such a great point here. You know, that's so true. You know, just to step back as moms and think this is not less work than if I worked for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And you think that going into it, And then, you know, yeah, you think you're going to have all this free time. Yes. Your drive is different. Lauren's right. Like your drive is different because you're working for yourself and you're creating your own future or, you know, you're working on your own projects at your own pace and it gives you flexibility, but it is absolutely more work. Yeah. Yeah. Such a great point. But the great point about that is that you can flex with that. Like I can go to my son's Thanksgiving thing at school at 11 o'clock in the morning, whereas if I was working for someone else, I might not be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, or, you know, a soccer practice that, you know, runs late or something. Like, I can work after that or I can work yeah. before that. I can work from my car during the soccer practice mm-hmm. if I decided to get my kids early from school or yeah. something. Well, and maybe it's not in your cards to own your own business as, you know, a mom or, uh, you know, a woman, but maybe seek out the businesses that are owned by other women that are also moms. I mean, you know, I, I think that that could possibly and sometimes does uh, provide a better working environment for other moms. You know, I have a team of women. They're all moms, um, you know, and at any given time, you know, they're able to take off time for, you know, school activities or family trips that they have. And, you know, we have a shared team calendar, so we know whenever these things are happening. But, um, you know, they have a job to do. They're able to manage their time. They know what is going on best. Their clients are very happy with them. But at the same time, I urge them to have a family work-life balance. And if they want to answer emails on Saturday and Sunday, and if they want to accept appointments on Saturday and Sunday, and we don't have an event, that's on them. They're able to manage their own schedule, but they know that I suggest that they don't work on Sundays. Right. And that's just a personal thing for me because my team works best whenever they're tank is full and whenever they're not feeling burnt out because we're all moms. Right. Right. So, you know, maybe finding someone that is a mom led women, you know, owned company to work for. 
I love the idea of setting the boundaries and setting your working hours. Um, that was not something that I did early on. And I was working whenever clients needed me or whenever my phone rang, I was answering it. Um, so now in my email signature, I do list my business hours. So if, if somebody's sending me an email and they're wanting to inquire about whatever, whether it be a client or another vendor, if I'm sending over an autoresponder or even an email back to them, they see my hours. I do not work Sundays and Mondays and I'm shutting off at 6 PM. So that's not saying that I will not answer an email, but I, yeah, setting boundaries and, and creating a work schedule is something that's important because owning your business, yeah, you can work 80 hours a week and not even flinch. Right. Agreed. Uh, 100% agreed. Yeah. What you do too. If you like what you do, it's easy Mm -hmm. to work 80 hours or hundred hours or more than anything more than 40. Yeah. Cause you like what you do and it's fulfilling and it makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and when you're getting those inquiries and you're getting that business coming in, I mean, it's filling your tank up, right? Mm -hmm. So because it's showing success of your business and development of your business. And so it's really easy to just like, oh, be so excited and respond to that client, you know, via email or phone call. But yeah, I agree, Amy. I, the best thing that I did, you know, and I didn't do it until I had children, was to put boundaries on, you know, the times that I was working and when I was available for meetings, um, you know, when I was going to cut it off with answering emails, they could wait till the next day. It's okay. Um, You know, or the following week if it was over a weekend. So um, I I don't know. Okay. You guys, because we're in the wedding industry, tell me if you do this. So my, Um, and I don't know if I'm going off on a tangent here, but the clients that are coming up, like their events are like next week, I am more apt to answer them at nine, nine or 10 o'clock at night if they need something versus like, if my client is not for months, I'm going to not, I will not answer that text until the next day. Do you guys do that? Am I the only one? No. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. Some people. Yeah. People get priority based on um, the, what is the word? The sense of urgency, like level of urgency. Yeah. Yeah, I think because I know as the, you know, the let's, especially weddings, the wedding is approaching, you know, the client tends to get more nervous. And so I kind of feel like I don't want to be the one, you know, I don't want to be the one holding them back. So if it's something super quick, I'll be like, yes, that sounds like a great idea. Or yes, we'll talk about that more tomorrow, but I will, I will respond to them more at that, you know, at that time that they, um, shoot a text over or shoot an email over versus waiting. You know, if they send it on a Friday evening at eight o'clock, I might answer it on Saturday versus waiting until Monday to get back with them. I don't know. Just, just, I don't know if I'm the only crazy one that no. does that. I do it too. And if I've, if their event has already taken place and they're emailing me about when do I get to see my pictures or blah, 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 something about something that's impending that they could easily find inside their contract terms. Um, I, I definitely wait to respond to those emails during business hours, (laughs) during business hours. Right. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention too, that I feel like we maybe not, we have not touched upon yet is like our taking time for purse for self, you know, I mean, do you all, I have, I've created for me, it's in the morning. So after my kids go to school, I take time 
for myself. Like I have a, a routine that I really enjoy with meditation and yoga and prayer that helps to actually put me in a very relaxed state and then energetic state with, you know, with working out and yoga and stuff like that. But, um, I just find that since I started doing that, it's really helped me to be more open and available to others. Yeah. It goes back to that saying of fill up your own cup first so that you can overflow into others. Um, there's an Instagram reel going around right now. That's a good analogy of that where they have a cup and it's just kind of filling up and then they put the cup on top of three other cups underneath it. They start pouring the water and then it overflows the others. So it's similar to what you're saying. Um, And it depends on, again, what kind of person you are. If you're a morning person, if you're a night person, if you want to do it whenever, but I think blocking out time for yourself is super important. If you don't, if you're just running on a hundred miles per hour all the time, 24 seven, you're going to run out of juice. It just like, think of a car, like any car, you're going to run out of juice. You're going to run out of energy. You're going to run out of gas. You have to fill up. You have to take that uh, 10 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever it takes to get some extra energy in there. And so we have to do the same thing for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Not only like sleep isn't the only thing that's going to recharge our batteries. Like we also have to have Mm -hmm. something in addition to that. We have to have yoga. We have to have meditation. We have to have quiet time. We have to have workout. We have to have something. Absolutely. Well, and I think in, in each of these buckets that we have, you know, to, to keep full or, you know, if one gets empty or, or whatever, maybe I recently heard this. So, um, you know, it's, it's more so, um, uh, to allow yourself or give your children the gift of being bored. So that really hit me the other day, whenever it was like, look, we are not meant to constantly entertain our kids. And this is, this is the truth. Like you will run yourself ragged if you constantly think that they have to be doing something mm-hmm. imagine the gift of giving them boredom because yeah. their creativity and their imagination comes into play and so uh you know i hear i hear in my head as i'm saying this the grunts <laughs> of hollis and Grant. but you know they'll say what are we going to do today and as a planner by nature i like to over plan their lives and as lauren was saying you know stacking things right in front of each other you know ends up making everyone feel frazzled. You know, if if we feel like that, imagine how tiny humans feel. So, you know, so I'll be, you know, maybe catching up on some work or something and they'll say, well, what are we going to do? And I said, I am giving you the gift of being bored. And they're uh, like, (laughs) I'm sure I can hear the drama that comes out right after you say that. Yeah. I know my, my Landon has just started saying, mom, we're so bored. What are we doing? And I'm like, it is so good to be bored. You yes, know what that right. means? Go get your, you know, notepad and pe- your color pencil right. out and go draw or go p- pull your favorite toys out and go play. How about go play baseball in the yard? What? You know, <laughs> that's like, right. Oh, you come with us. You do it with us. And on one hand, you're like, I'm so glad that you still want me around. Yes. You want me to do right. everything with you. But then I'm like, but mommy has to do this research or I have to yeah, do these things, you know, to like for us to be able to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our gift of being bored lesson um, worked out to them riding their bikes up to um, the the store. They purchased lemons. They made lemonade. They set up their own little stand and signs. They made $60 in one hour. Oh my gosh. And so they're like, they're like, 
They capitalized on their boredom. They 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 have never done that. You know, of course, my business minded son was like, here's what we need. Here's the, like, here's what we're going to do. Here's all this stuff. And the other kids are like, okay, whatever, you know, but it was, that would have never happened had I over planned our Saturday. Right. That's awesome. So so Graham's going to show up on Shark Tank and his his (laughs) life story. It's going to be, you know what? My mom she gave me the gift of being bored and here's what happened. Exactly right. I know. I'm telling you, kids can create magic right. when they're bored. So just allow yourself a Saturday to sit around and read a book and they're like, what are we doing? This is what we're doing. You're going to be bored. Figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing it. So, That's right. Honestly, I thought you said the gift of being born at first. And I was like, well, that's a pretty big gift, you know, <laughs> being born. Yeah. Sam, you were born. That's the only thing I'm giving you. That's right. Life. That's all you need. <laughs> I'm glad that I listened a little bit closer to the rest of your story. And I was like, oh, she did not say born. She said bored. 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 Yes. B-O-R-D. Yeah, correct. correct. <laughs> bored. Bored. Yeah. I tell my son, I'm like, I wish I could be bored. I would love a, a day of bored. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So as a small business owner, email marketing is something that is highly important. And I've talked about it plenty of times. Flowdesk has made my life and business so much better through their amazing templates, analytics, and ability to map out workflows from different audiences. I love using their platform for each side of my business. And I know you will too. Check out Flowdesk by going to rendereducate.co backslash Flowdesk. Okay, well, to wrap up this episode, I'm going to ask each of us to share one thing that we would have told ourselves before we became a mom, before we became business owners, what you would say to yourself now. Like, knowing what you know now, what would you have told yourself back then? Don't glorify being busy because your child will come to you whenever you are busy and say, Mom, I, you're going to miss blah, blah, blah again. So being busy isn't always a great thing. I love that. That's really good. That's a good point. I think um, you don't need to be all things to all people. You know, you do the best that you can and you, you are as organized as you can, but it's okay. Like Amy says, it's okay to say no um, when it doesn't suit you at that time. Um, and and it's okay if you make a mistake. It's all right. It'll all work out. Mine is um, I am in a perpetual state of learning how to go with the flow. So, mm. you know, as a planner by nature, not over planning my life. So I miss out on what life is because I've over planned it. Just allowing myself, you know, to find the small surprises and things that weren't on my calendar. Um, you know, things that, you know, uh, the kids and I are invited to, or, you know, not just not over planning their lives because it it leads to a lot of stress. Yeah. Um, and unmet expectations in reality. I love that. Especially as a planner. Yes. Especially (laughs) as a planner. Anyone needs that, but especially as a planner. Yes. I'm going to be just, don't feel like everything has to be perfect. Like we look at Instagram, we look at Pinterest, we look at all these highlight reels and think our lives have to be like that. Like we have to have dinner on the table every night or we have to be at every soccer game and we have to 
have the morning routine. We have to get the kids on time all the time. I think it's okay to get Chick-fil-A for dinner sometimes. And it's okay to be a little late to school if you just need those extra cuddles in the morning. And it's okay to miss a workout. It's okay to take a day off from work when you need to. Um, I learned this recently. I don't take a lot of time off. I work pretty much all the time. And my team gave me the opportunity to have about a month off of work. And it was something that I didn't, I got anxiety about even thinking about before it happened because we're all taught to be going, going, going all the time. And a couple weeks in, I felt like, okay, I needed this. Like I really needed this. And I think it's okay to think that things aren't always perfect. And it's okay to, to do things that aren't the, the standard, you know, what socially we're supposed to do. So I think so. Okay, Cam. So only you can define what is perfect for you. Yeah. That is, that's the one thing that I've learned. Like your definition of success is different from somebody else's definition of success. Your perfectionism or your perfect whatever is different than somebody else's. So only you can define what is perfect for you. Yeah. And it can change at any point. Yeah. Yeah. It's always going to change. It's just like it's going with flow. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all, I think, I think we're all in that like focus one way or another, whether that's what we call it, but it is, you know, uh, uh, identifying and saying, okay, I, I can go with flow here. Yeah. Sometimes that's my, um, um, you know, thoughts that I'll say to myself, like my first, when I set intentions in the morning, it's like, okay, just be available and just go with flow you know, make it easy. It's going to be an easy flow day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and SB has a, a arty friend, Amy. So she <laughs> has to go to the flow with me. <laughs> we know to go to the flow with Amy. <laughs> we work on Amy's schedule. This is Amy. That's right. Amy does. Uh, with Amy. <laughs> y'all, y'all, they, they tell me to be somewhere 30 minutes before everyone else shows up. So I'll show up at the same time that they do. They do it on purpose. And I know it. I'm on to your tricks. <laughs> Dang it. She caught on. Get there. <laughs> Oh my oh, God. I love it. Well, thank you all for being here. I'm excited for all the moms and soon to be moms. Yeah. Anyone to listen to this episode and maybe learn from something that we've all. Yeah. Yeah. Happy, happy Mother's Day to you all. Yeah. Y'all are rock stars. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Enjoy Mother's it. Day. Yeah. Everybody. All the bonus moms, the step moms, the dog moms, the everyone moms. Mostly the fur moms. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. If you have a responsibility. All right. Well, thanks for being here. This closes out. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks, Sam, for having us. Thanks Thanks. so much. Bye, SB. Bye, Bye, Ames.